Hello, and welcome to Mindful You at Naropa, a podcast presented by Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. I'm your host, David Devine, and it's a pleasure to welcome you. Joining the best of Eastern and Western educational traditions, Naropa is the birthplace of the modern mindfulness movement. Hello, and welcome to Mindful You. Today we have a very special guest. We have a grad student. His name is Joey Marti. He is a graduate of the Contemplative Psych program, and I'd like to welcome him to the podcast today. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So it's really exciting today because you are a Naropa graduate, and you are the first, and normally what I do is I interview teachers. So it's really interesting to have the approach of the student experience so would you like to kind of like talk about your experience or how was the program, what, what you do at Naropa? Yeah, so um, I actually kind of learned the TP process that we're going to talk about soon. Um, I okay. learned that before I came to Naropa. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was something that definitely colored my vision as being there, yeah. um, which was actually really beautiful because I was able to see what I was being taught at Naropa through mm-hmm. the contemplative lens as well as Buddhist psychology. Um, and my concentrations were in somatic psychology and health and healing. Yeah. Um, so having this practice before I came there was super beneficial to get me through the stresses of school. Yeah. Most importantly, as well as being able to help others get through the stresses of school. Yeah. Seeing how what they were already teaching there, a lot of it tied into what I learned through this TP process. So it mm-hmm. really built a lot for me and gave me a lot more language to what I had experienced when using this uh, TP technique. Awesome. And just just for the listeners, can you explain what TP is? Because you're using the letters TP. I don't think everyone knows what that is. So can you just kind of break that down and let us know what it is and then we can go deep into what that is? Um, Yeah. So TP is T-I-P-I. It's actually a French technique. So the acronyms don't really work out completely. Um, It's something around the technique for the sensory identification of unconscious fears, kind of what it breaks down to in uh, English terminology. The original founder, Luc Nikon, he um, was the one that created the technique itself. Um, And kind of one of the cool things that I found interesting is he doesn't really consider it something that he found and created himself, but it was more of the work of many that kind of been able to detect the ability to be able to find fears within ourselves and and the natural ability of the body to be able to process that. So he's kind of taken the work of many and the research that he's done and found a very precise way to be able to access that body knowledge. Um, And the way I kind of liken it um, and have learned from um, the instructor that taught me, Cedric Bertelli, he kind of uh, likens it to the way that the body can heal from an injury. So your skin is able to automatically be able to heal itself when it's cut, when it's scraped, when it's burned. It's a natural process that the biology knows how to do. And what he's saying as well, and the way I understand it, the way I work with clients is we can do the same thing emotionally. Mm. Um, And actually we do it all the time without really realizing it. Um, The really 
points as to where we notice it's not working correctly is most especially phobias. Um, A lot of people may not know how that really ties into their experience, but they know that they have the phobia and they might move their um, life around in specific ways to stay away from those situations. Mm -hmm. General fears, as well as, you know, any type of emotional disturbance, really, it can be used on. So the point where um, I help clients to discover those pieces is usually when they come to me is they have something that's actually really bothering themselves in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when that happens, they notice that that's something that's affecting them. Yeah. And so you'd be able to have a specific situation where you can use this technique on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a very psyche practice, emotional practice. It's not, there's nothing really physical about it, but you do dive into the physicality of it. Is that, Am I hearing that right? Yeah, so it's an interesting balance between, it's kind of a, a top-down approach, I guess, in the psychology realm. Okay. Uh, where you would use the mind to be mm. able to access this emotional disturbance that's that's occurring. Um, and then once that happens, that basically triggers the body into that somatic response. Okay. And then from there on, the rest of the, the majority of the technique really works with the body itself. Yeah. And so what I've kind of found is that through a lot of psychology work with like Stephen Porges, as well as Peter Levine, um, a lot of Peter Levine's work works with the somatic side. And at the same time, kind of a disclaimer within this, I'm not saying (laughs) that there are not um, beneficial techniques out there. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of really great stuff. However, what I've seen with TP is it can be a lot more simple a lot more effective and a lot quicker than most techniques out there that I've tried. And so within that, Peter Levine's work is kind of very similar to that where it uses the somatic ability of the body to know what's happening. And then you follow the evolution of the sensations instead of conceptually trying to understand what happens. And that's what a lot of talk therapy does. Mm. And I think sometimes it can re-trigger people, can also make the process a lot longer. Where with this technique, I found that it's basically that balance between enabling somebody mm-hmm. in their process or empowering them in the ability to take care of their own emotions. Yeah. It seems like one of those processes where it's a technique in which you learn and then from there you could apply it if something is triggering you. You know, you don't have to run to your psychologist and, hey, I have something now. It's a technique that you are given to use at any trauma triggering moment. Completely. And I guess that can kind of segue us into the different ways that TP can be used. Um, So there's kind of two pathways in a way. Um, One is going to be TP itself, where you've basically the client has had this emotional disturbance of some sort. I kind of help them to find the precise moment we need for the technique. Um, And then that goes into a session. And so it's basically something that's happened in the past for the client within the last month to two, preferably. Mm-hmm. We bring that into a session, and then that's what they work on. And then the other avenue is self-TP. And self-TP, um, there's kind of two portions of it. Mm-hmm. One of them is very similar to uh, the first TP that I mentioned, where the client has this previous moment experience that happened, um, and they use that in a session. However, I'm teaching them how to use it on themselves autonomously. Yeah. And that's what I love about this is because it becomes this autonomous process where they no yeah. longer are married to the person that's teaching them. Mm-hmm. They're able to use it on themselves. And then the second portion of self-TP, which is most beneficial for me, is present moment TP. Yeah. So as something occurs in your life, 
at any present moment you notice you're triggered, mm-hmm. that's when you can use the technique and actually be able to resolve it in the moment. And if for some reason you weren't able to for some reason, um, then you can basically use that again for self-TP at home by yourself autonomously and resolve that same thing that might have disturbed you earlier on. Yeah, the the tools to do it yourself. I, I really like that. That seems extremely useful, especially nowadays. Yes, completely. Awesome. So can we dive into what TP is, how the process goes, maybe like a trial session, um, experiences you had with clients? Yeah. You know, something like that. Let's like explain TP a little bit, unpack it, I guess. Yeah. All right. And so if you want something to be able to use for yourself in the moment when you feel the trigger, this is the kind of one, two, three, four of information um, to be able to use the present moment TP technique on yourself in the moment when you notice that you're triggered. Um, So obviously the first thing is to notice that you're triggered. Um, The next thing is you want to be in a a safe space. So driving, don't do this. So number one, the most important thing is going to be close your eyes. So you notice that you're triggered, close your eyes. Number two is going to be feel the sensations in your body. And number three, tell yourself, allow these sensations to evolve. And then you sit in that for two minutes or less So you want to keep your eyes closed until you feel a sense of uh, relaxation or calm. Um, And then once you feel that, you can go and open your eyes, and then the technique has basically been completed. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. One of the difficult things about TP itself is it's a little bit difficult to... um, It's kind of more of an experience thing that you have to have. Okay. And then when it comes to ways in which I've been able to help clients in different situations. There's been one client that I helped out that had a phobia of airplanes. Okay. I don't know if she would consider it a phobia specifically, but that's just one way to label it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Either way, she had a huge emotional hurricane within her when it came to yeah. being on an airplane. And uh, she actually lived out of the country. She was here visiting the U.S. for a while, and it was difficult to go see her family because mm. she literally had to drug herself up with pharmaceuticals in order to, to get herself to a plane and Mm -hmm. be okay to be on the plane whether it was you know alcohol or pharmaceuticals either way and so after a session um, we were able to resolve that to where she was actually able to go on an airplane again and the interesting thing is that when we actually did a session it wasn't her going onto the airplane it was actually her taking a friend to the airport so even just Mm. going to the airport to take her friend she knew she wasn't going to fly interesting it still triggered her um and so being able to use that she was able to resolve the entire string of events that were leading her body into this emotional disturbance through yeah. one session that was you know 60 minutes or less yeah that can happen within 60 minutes or less um, as well as present moment tp pretty much any emotional disturbance can be resolved through this technique and within two seconds to two and a half minutes mm-hmm. if it's done properly and so that's kind of what the discovery process of doing a session with somebody is kind of uh, finding where the things aren't working along the process and then kind of adjusting those which is why we'll do like a 60 minute session okay. but it can be done in two seconds to two and a half minutes if it's actually gone through all the way quickly wow okay so yeah it seems like when you master or are used to the process it could be a quick process it doesn't have to be this long drawn out scenario you know. Yeah, completely. And, and a lot of times what I'm doing with someone in a session is going to be more of unraveling social constructions about how we're supposed to regulate ourselves emotionally. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is actually just 
finding the ability and kind of guiding someone to diving into the somatic sensations of the body that are being brought up when um, this person's bringing back this emotional memory of this disturbance. So it's really a, a somatic approach. And the way I kind of liken it is that the body itself, the original language that we had before we became, you know, highly smart humans with very mm-hmm. big brains and all these other processes that made us more able to do more things. Yeah. The original language of the body was sensation. Okay. And so what we're doing here is we're talking to those parts of the brain that were first developed. Mm-hmm. A lot of this goes into the polyvagal theory um, mm-hmm. that he saw that different parts of the brain were developed at different times of evolution. And some of those earlier parts, which I guess we would call the reptilian brain, Mm -hmm. that part actually speaks via sensations. Those are the parts that can be caught up sometimes, especially when we're socially constructed to do, you know, specific breathing processes when we don't feel well or so forth. There's a lot of different ways in which that can change. And just real quick, when you say somatic, what does that actually mean? It's a good question. So what I, I guess through the lens of TP, in a way, there's kind of two avenues. We've got the emotional avenue, which a lot of times, you know, we can label anxiety, anger, frustration, love. Those can be the emotional route. But really what that means is it's kind of a conglomeration of sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have these feelings, these body sensations that happen within our body and it's you know all these different places all these different things that happen and then we label it as such anxiety anger love Mm -hmm. and so that's one avenue with tp we're going straight to body sensations which Mm -hmm. for me would be the somatic side Mm -hmm. Um, the soma is the body so it's really about the body process and physical sensations are tied to many different things which we're not always taught the language for that so it can be temperature pressure Mm. movements um those are kind of locations so we find locations of where it happened in the body and what that feels like and that's really the somatic piece because the body has a a memory of the sensory imprints that Mm -hmm. occur when we have these disturbances but they're very different than this cognition approach to understanding what they mean and why they're there yeah I just randomly thought of this question. So when it comes to somatic feelings of trauma or anything that is triggering someone, have you noticed that certain traumas actually trigger the same part of the body in everybody? Or is everyone different and there's different triggering points within the somatic body? Have you noticed any similarities or is it always different? There's definitely similarities in like constriction. Okay. It may be in different places of the body, but it's pretty off the board different for everybody. Okay. And that's where it becomes this kind of non-labeled idea as to like what it is and why it's mm-hmm. there. And that's kind of interesting for the people is to like just be with what it is. And yeah. that's what I love about it and how I learned so much from Naropa because a lot of the techniques that are taught there for contemplative practices is being with what is happening in your present moment um, and not judging it or labeling it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the same thing with what TP does is except more on the somatic side of actual physical sensations that it doesn't actually have to be, there's no conception to why it's there. Mm -hmm. It's more of seeing what's there, allowing it to process as it needs to and letting it change as it needs to. Wonderful. So I'd love to like dive into a mini session or some sort of trial. So the listeners can kind of hear what analysis of TP would be like. Maybe not like 
give me a session, but you can just explain how a session would flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess one nuance to that ahead of time is one thing that's really great that I love about TP is especially for traumatic events. Um, okay. We can say PTSD or any type of actual like really huge trauma Yeah. is that within the TP process, you don't actually go into the original situation that caused that traumatic event. Okay. And uh, I think going into that can actually re-traumatize somebody. Mm. So really what it's about is what is happening currently in your life that's a repercussion of that original trauma. And that's what would be brought to a session. Um, so really the, the piece about that and that I usually tell clients before we actually start a session is uh, you need to be able to look at that repercussion. So mm -hmm. whether it's an original trauma or not, it's just something that you're noticing that you're wanting to work with that keeps coming up in your life. You want to be able to find that precise moment as to when that emotional disturbance occurred. And so one way to kind of see it is that it's going to be almost like a movie. There's the entire movie, there's the scenes within that, and then there's actual frames itself. And you're wanting to notice when you actually become triggered. Mm. Um, and then we take that little snippet of a memory, and then that's what's actually brought into a session. Um, and then so with the session itself, it can be done on the phone. That's actually the most effective. Can do it in person as well. And then the Skype is a possibility as well. Um, I've noticed that on the phone session is actually the most effective because the person can be in the the comfort of their own home. Yeah. Um, you know, a space that's safe, that's quiet. And then just having a headset on the phone and then we can talk over the phone about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as easy. I mean, honestly, the most quickest we can get through it, I've noticed, is with people that know the least about teepee. Um, hmm. Because the more we talk about it, the more conceptual ideas they have in their brain as to what it's going to be like and what it's supposed to be like. Are yeah. they doing it right? Yeah. Um, and so that's <laughs> what makes it actually very difficult to talk about it is that hmm. it's going to be something that you're not as used to doing. However, that's actually what makes it more effective is because yeah. you come into it knowing that the body is going to do its thing. And then mm -hmm. we just kind of talk through that process about how to talk to your body in a way to be more open to what it has to yeah. give you, I guess. Yeah, so my understanding of what you're saying is when you're talking about the trigger point, you dive into what the body's feeling and not what happened in the memory so much. Is correct. that correct? Correct. Okay, so how does feeling in the body, how does that kind of heal the moment that you previously had that had that trigger in it? What is it with the body? Like why is the TP useful to dive into when it comes to the memory moments. Right. So I, th I think initially psychology kind of thought that a lot of traumatic experiences were stuck in the brain itself. Yeah. And a lot more research is coming out about sensory memory and that the mm. actual cells themselves have a memory in a way as to physical sensation. I, I can't say completely. I don't know everything about it, but what mm. I've noticed is that there's basically an imprint that occurs in the body when the trauma is brought back up again or this uh, emotional disturbance is brought back up mm -hmm. again. And that there is a very specific way that the body responds. And so as psychology knows a lot is that the body does not really actually know the difference between a lived experience that's presently happening, something that's on a television, mm. or even a dream itself. That the body still responds to that stimulus that you are having in your mind as an experience, a conscious experience. It can't really delineate. Either way, it's going to respond mm. to it. 
And so with the TP technique, we're using that ability to our advantage. The way that I've been seeing it more recently is because my original process of starting school was automotive technology. Um, so I kind of see through that lens as well. I was okay. going to be a mechanic at one point. And what I feel that TP is, is basically an owner's manual to the body itself. Mm, I, like and I, that. Think, I think we come here <laughs> and we're not given an owner's manual. So we have all yeah. of these sensations that occur. Uh-huh. We don't know what they mean and how to use them. Yeah. And I think that's why um, health is going the way that it is. Um, I want to be a doctor in the end goal of all of this, and I see that there's a huge void between psychology and medicine okay. and mental health and wellness. Yeah. For me, this is a, an instruction manual to be able to find the precise way that I can regulate myself emotionally so that I'm able to actually look at the places in which I am stuck. So inhibition is one of these. Just to give the listeners an idea as to how it worked for me. So I had learned this technique thought it was really cool because I was kind of grabbing a lot of information. I didn't really think I had anything to work on for myself. I was using it with other people, finding some really cool triggers that I had no idea friends that had. Um, They were able to resolve those like fear of bridges, fear of water, Mm. um, something I never knew this person had and all of a sudden exploded and then we were able to do something on it. So I was using it on other people. And then for myself, I actually, Naropa had a Naropa Healers Day. And so they were offering massage, whatever students at Naropa had that they wanted to offer to kind of get their services out there. Um, I had massage in my background, but other people were doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, I've got this thing called TP. Maybe I'll do it on that. And so as I was preparing for this, um, it was actually the day of to go basically speak about this for whoever showed up. I realized I was getting very, very nervous. Um, Tends to happen. Yeah, I guess we could, we could label it as anxiety. Like yeah. I had this anxiety attack. Um, and so usually we know when you do something, you get anxious, you might have to go to the restroom. So I went to the bathroom. And then when I was kind of sitting there, I was finished. And then I was like, wait a minute, like, I'm so anxious right now. I was like, I can actually use TP right now. Mm. And it just hit me that I could use what I was about to speak about. Um, and I literally closed my eyes, felt the sensations that were occurring, told myself, allow these sensations to evolve. You know, I kind of felt things happen in my body somatically. And within, you know, less than a minute, everything was calm. Yeah. And then I took that and I was able to speak about it. And little did I know, I was already working with social anxiety, didn't realize it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I kind of knew, but didn't know. Yeah. And as well as public speaking was something that I didn't want to do, but I did it because I was in school and I had to do it. Yeah. Ever since that moment of resolving that, I guess we could call anxiety in that moment of being an expert and having to teach TP to people that didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Me resolving that one thing allowed me to be able to be empowered in every moment since then to be able to yeah. be in roles that I never would. I was nice. a student group leader for Sacred Sex Salon at um, mm-hmm. Naropa for three years. That was a role that I never would have done. Being open to um, things in front of class of things that I wouldn't do. Being on this talk right now is something that <laughs> I would never see myself doing because yeah. I was so hindered by mm. what I felt in the moment when being on the spot and having to be somewhere. Yeah, and it's interesting too because it, there is this feeling of you didn't master those feelings. Those feelings still come up, but what you are able to do is authentically feel that and know it's going to pass. It's kind of like a wave passing through the ocean. It's Once it hits the boat, it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going on its path, whatever direction it is. And it seems as though when we get out of the way, 
and we don't tense our body up, we can just feel what we're feeling and we can be okay with that. And that's what TP is sounding like to me, like a owner's manual to channel intense emotions or triggers. Completely. Yeah. Well said. And that's what it was for me. And I think that's what the confusion sometimes can be is like, well, I'm human. I want to have these emotions, um, which is true. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if it's something that's feel like it's stuck mm-hmm. or it keeps recurring in a way where it's throwing you off the horse, it might be something to look at. And for me, yeah. that's what it was is once I processed it, it's not that I no longer feel it's now that I won't label it as anxiety mm. and it's something that actually feels enlivening for me. So yeah. for me now, it's something that I'm enlivened by. It still might make me shake a little bit, but it's something that doesn't throw me off the horse any longer yeah. because when that wave hits the boat, now you, I know that I can move with it yeah. and instead of being tight with it and then being thrown off the boat yeah you got your emotional sea legs now <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're like i guess we're just shaking let's just shake with yeah it. let's just shake with it you just let it you just gotta yeah. flow with it yeah doesn't seem like we are taught to fully feel what is happening society tends to conditions us in a way that that we're not authentically feeling something where you're like, oh, get that out of here i don't like that feeling oh i'm gonna try and feel this and all of a sudden my shoulders are tight like what's going on or or I'm feeling like a tingling sensation in my legs, you know, and then you get to tap into that and, and allow it to channel. <laughs> yeah, completely. And that's, it's basically what it's given me is the ability to say yes to whatever's mm. happening, that it's part of my experience and how can I kind of widen my window of tolerance to be able to accept more into my life as to what's happening. Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple minutes and I just want to ask you a question or two. Yeah. What have you seen in your life shift ever since using TP? Now that you have TP as a tool for these emotions or trigger points that come up for you, how do you have to use it less now that you've, you used it a lot when you first learned it? Or do you use it more because you notice these emotions a little bit more? Like what has shifted for you? You know, it's it's a constant evolution, which is really cool because I think there's things that um, I didn't realize were hindering bef- me before okay. that I've been able to like notice now and mm-hmm. then be able to use it in the moment. Um, so there's a way in which there's things from the past that still invade my life now that when it happens and I'm able to notice it, then I can use TP on that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also things that, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly evolving and new experiences are always happening. Yeah. So there could be new things that are coming into my life, you know, whether it's work or something that might frustrate me yeah. to where yeah. when I notice like, whoo, I'm really worked up right now, mm-hmm. I can close my eyes, do the process. And a few seconds later, it becomes resolved in a way mm. where um, I'm not hit by it in the same way where I've, I've heard from a client before where she's um, it was like a kind of more of a relationship problem that they were having between husband and wife okay and she was when I did the process whether she's like wow she's like normally that takes me about two weeks to get through something like that because it's happened in her life many times and mm. she's like and we were able to do it in less than an hour and this is something that I have to constantly, you know, do yoga or stretching or meditation or like all of these coping mechanisms that she's been able to use. And it would still take her about two weeks to do that. And all in that time frame, her and her husband are still mad at each other. You know what I mean? Because they're both still figuring out what they were um, originally yeah. triggered by. Yeah. And now she's able to resolve it in seconds mm. and be able to move forward with it. So that's definitely been my, my experience. 
Yeah. You know, being triggered by something that work going through my head about all this stuff. And then like when I notice that I'm triggered, it's like, oh, okay, stop this chatter in my head. Let Mm -hmm. me focus on the body and allow that energy to process. And then once I have that stability in my body, my thoughts can have this new way of looking at that same experience in this very um, uninhibited way where before Mm -hmm. there was too much happening on both ends. Yeah. It seems as though the first thing that people need to learn how to do is to stop to stop and actually feel what is being felt because I wonder if as we're acting out the part of the trigger are we actually feeling or are we just filling a role that we feel like we need to fill because of the trigger completely yeah spot on um one of the people that i follow is bruce lipton he's a cellular biologist Mm -hmm. um, and he does the biology of belief and that's a huge Mm. portion of what he's speaking about is the subconscious mind and the way that we've been taught at very specific times in our life on how to react to things Mm -hmm. and that's one of them i think that when we get triggered we go into this automatic mode that's in our subconscious and we play those out so when we can become conscious enough to find those pieces and then we can process them completely. For me personally, that's been my moment of empowerment because yeah. now I can make a conscious choice about moving through these to where they're no longer um, invading themselves in my life because mm. they did have a purpose at one time and now I don't want them to have a purpose. <laughs> yeah. So I want to be able to yeah. resolve them so that I can make my own conscious choices as I'm going through life. That's awesome. All right. So I got one more question for you. Yeah. What is it about Naropa that has helped your path? Why is it the contemplative psychology program or the approach that we have at Naropo? What is it about that that has helped you along your way? Personal empowerment. Um, It's given me the ability to be able to find myself at a deeper level. Okay. And like I said, I had some of this before. And at the same time, it felt like it was just foundational groundwork that led me to Naropa to be able to build off that even more. Yeah. And I mean, initially I wanted to um, become a psychologist, do talk therapy with people. Um, I was going to go into the master's program and decide not to, but it was because Naropa gave me the ability to kind of look at my compass in a new way. So mm. I thought it was pointing one direction as I was going through the program. Yeah. And by the time I ended it, I realized that I was actually wanting to become a doctor instead for nice. uh, classical Chinese medicine as well as naturopathy. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to put those two together. And that mm-hmm. in itself was a huge fear of mine because I have had a hatred for mathematics, a huge fear around mm-hmm. mathematics. And choosing to go into medicine meant I had to go into all of that. And yeah. so one, TP has been helpful to get me through some of those triggers with mathematics, yeah. as well as um, everything that I learned at Naropa to constantly believe in my ability to be able to align with my internal compass even mm-hmm. if I don't always know what's happening mm-hmm. um, it gave me the ability to actually like listen to that regardless of how much fear I have around that role of power that I'm going to be in as a doctor um, as well as the arduous 10-year path I decided to put on after my undergrad in order to reach that yeah. goal yeah that's a long compass needle right there. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, and, awesome. it, and it feels right. So there's something internally that's pushing me, and I feel like it's because of my education there that gave yeah. me that ability to be like, okay, follow it. Yeah, and I feel your strength, and I feel your power and your passion, and I, I see I see goodness coming out of all this. So Thank you. I really appreciate you speaking with us today. It was really a pleasure, and you are one of our first students we get to talk to, so it was, it was really great. So thank you for being here. Yeah, it's been wonderful for me as well. Thank you for having me. Awesome.
So I'd like to thank Joey Marti to our podcast. He is a recent graduate of the Contemplative Psychology Program. So thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. On behalf of the Naropa community, thank you for listening to Mindful You, the official podcast of Naropa University. Check us out at www.naropa.edu or follow us on social media for more updates.